the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome to episode 283 of the SND Podcast Show. Full House here, and this is our first episode since the sad news last week of passing of the rapper DMX, Earl Simmons. I know Danny and I kind of talked about it on another show on our podcast, Jay's Week in Wrestling, the WrestleMania preview. Uh, but this is the first time the three of us are together since that the tragic loss of the great rapper DMX. Uh... So, of course, our thoughts and prayers are out with his family and everybody involved. What's up, boys? How's it going? It's a ben, how's, it, how's, the new, uh, how's the new life going? Started a new job this week. It's going pretty well. Um, I do have to drive to Brooklyn every day, though. So that's slightly annoying. What part Not, of Brooklyn? Um, I think it's considered like East Williamsburg. It's... It's like okay. Mowers Street or something. Got it. But, um, yeah, I mean, in the morning it's okay. But, like, I had to leave really early. So I missed really? the morning traffic. And then when I come home, I hit that traffic. And it's just, you know. But besides that, the actual work of it is going fine. Let's see. Well, the amount good. of text messages between Danny and I sitting on the Belt Parkway traffic. <laughs> now Vin gets used to it. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> the funniest thing is, it's now been three days, and the GPS has taken me three different ways home. Right. The well, first day was like a bunch of side streets, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. Just suck and, it up. Yeah. And then yesterday it was the LIE, and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing. And then right. today it took me like around and back up the Whitestone by City Field and down the Cross Island, and I was like, whatever. I'm whatever this says. Yeah, that, that's I'm all doing. you gotta do. The advantage of a day like this is it's like nice weather. You could sit in the traffic and kind of enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, just I, I listen. I'm catching up on all the podcasts that I need to listen to. So right, that's finally one. listening to our podcast. He's probably like yeah. seven yeah, episodes in from the beginning, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Episode we just talked about the Giants not being in the playoffs. Just yeah, now. it's funny. I I I ate the money that I I paid for parking. I didn't know I couldn't uh like just cancel at any time, and I canceled. I I just ate the money. I'm like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> So how's the train been? How's the train? How's the train ride been, Danny? Train ride's been fine. Um, Unfortunately, in the morning, I have to transfer to Jamaica. So the transferring train to Brooklyn is a little more packed. Okay. So at night, I've been going uptown to Penn because I would have to wait 45 minutes in Brooklyn. So I've been going to Penn. And I'm getting expressed to Far Rock, and I'm having no problems with that. So I've been loving that. I miss that train, actually. I used to do it one night before I started my current job with that. So it's actually weird because obviously we haven't been in a pen for the last year. And like they're doing the heavy construction of making it look nice and everything like that. And it's like a different world. Like the shops are all closed because of the construction. It's like real creepy. Yeah. Uh, that, so that was 
So the reason I can't take the train it's too early. The only, well, it's not. I, it, I guess it's too early. The only like the closest um, subway stop is the L train, mm-hmm. and the L train doesn't come out of like basically anywhere close to Atlantic Terminal, right? Which would be where I was going. So I'd have to. The only way I could do it would I would have to take like a five thirty train out of Wontaw, and then catch the subway. It stops at like East New York station yes. and then that yeah. takes the elf goes from there but i would get to work like exactly on time and i don't really want to push it yeah don't do that just so try it just, and it's not just it's not worth it at this I, time no it's not so i just sit like i literally get to work at 5 30 and i get a parking shot on the spot on the street i'm working on and i sit in my car and again listen to podcasts and do whatever for an hour until i go in so what time do you leave 4 30 no i get in start at seven i leave at two Oh, you're you leave at five thirty. Okay, got it. Yeah, I leave. No, I leave my house at like five a.m. I get there at five thirty. But got it early. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you listen to? I know Danny doesn't really listen to it. The most recent uh, uh, victory podcast. No. Not yet. Okay, because Charlie Sheen was on a couple weeks ago, and he came back on again because he enjoyed doing it. Mister, I'm never gonna do podcasts. Right. I I was listening to KFC radio and I saw it popped up on my thing that it, had, it was live and it said Charlie's back. I was like, okay, well that's I'll, I'll catch that tomorrow. So so a couple of weeks ago when he was on, he said he finally started to watch Entourage. And it then like and it's been like two weeks and he goes, literally, I sat at home, I went on iTunes, I bought every single episode, the movie, the back scenes, the behind the scenes stuff, and he just binged it. <laughs> like, you know what? That's a good. That's good for him because now they get money for it instead right. of just. He could have just gotten. Kevin Dillon's out doing a movie. Kevin Dillon's out doing a movie, so Connolly was like, "Oh, nice! It's about time Doug gets to start seeing some money from Entourage." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and um, and he and and Doug Ellington, the guy who's on the podcast with them, the producer, and he literally goes, "How did you feel about us using your storyline?" for adrian for season seven and she was like i was rooting the guy on the entire time it was great (laughs) i thought that was great what's funny is like when they had him on a few weeks ago i was like he had to have had a cameo in the show right it's perfect for him and he never did i was no he didn't that was that was peak uh two and a half men days um right or at least and then season seven was him going nuts Right, and the fun fun fact, I never saw the movie, and I don't plan on it, because the show is too perfect for me to go and watch really? the movie. The movies, it's... We saw it, it in the theaters because so we had to. Right, the yeah. movie is fun, but it's wildly timeline inaccurate, because they don't give a <laughs> shit. Like, it really is so to... anti-timeline. It's supposed to be right after the show ended, which was like I don't know, twenty ten. It's supposed to be within like like six months of the show ending, and like Gronk and Russell Wilson, who weren't drafted yet, are in the movie, and it's like okay, well that they would not just there's no reason for them to be there. <laughs> right, it didn't make a lot of sense. All right, cool. So and Ronda Rousey, right? Yeah, Ronda Rousey probably wasn't popular, but they just made that a thing. It's entertaining, but you know, it was a good. It was a good ending for the show. Really what it came down to. And like they keep talking about how everything has a reboot. That's one of those 
few things that should not get a reboot. Yeah, I don't think so. And of course, and El- Doug always Doug Ellington always jokes on the show, and he's always like, "Of course, you want to reboot Connolly. You want more money." <laughs> and yeah. it's like well, the guy owns an entire podcast company now. <laughs> he's running a podcast empire now. Or something. <laughs> Does he really need the show's money? All right, let's transition yeah. a little bit here. Um, all right, Denny, I don't know if you saw this tweet, but I have a little little, uh, little game for you here. Um, it was one of those in the moment when I saw it tweet, so I sent it to Vin type of scenarios. So he has the answers to this. I don't know if you saw the Anthony DeComa tweet from today. Okay. No, I, I didn't. Okay, so the only hint you're getting here is that they were all Mets last season. Okay, and I'm going to read you their 2020 lines and they're as of April 14th, 2021 lines going into the day. Okay, this is going to be really easy. I know this should be pretty easy. Um, One of them is the easy. This is the two of them are super easy. One of them should, could be a little difficult. I think the third one could be kind of difficult. So I'll give you the difficult one last. The first one I'm going to give you is last year's line, 0-5, 9.68 ERA, <laughs> and this year, 2-0 and with a 1.46 ERA. <laughs> Who Name that Who is it? former Met. <laughs> Brooke Porcello? Wow. Strike one. Michael Waka? Oh! Wow, 0 for 2. Wow. One more try. Come on. Uh, in all fairness, yeah. those were two pretty good guesses. They were. But think worse. Worse <laughs> than those two? Oh, uh, Chris Foxen? First off, in 2020, he was it's in Korea. It's worse. And that wasn't think much worse. more heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, because now that he's like an ace in Seattle, Chris Foxen. All right. All right. Uh, all right, Danny. Who is it? Steven Matz. Steve- Steven Matz, oh shit. I completely <laughs> forgot about Steven Matz. All right. Okay. Wow. Shame on me for being from Long Island. Okay. So that was that was one. Oh for one. Okay. This one should be a lot more easier for you then. 2020. <laughs> did not participate. <laughs> 2021. He didn't participate. In 2020. In 2021. 333 batting average, two home runs, eleven RBIs. Uh, I'm going to go with Judd Lowry. Okay, ding, ding, ding. We got one. All right, we got that one. I can't believe I forgot about Steven Matz. I don't know. Pretty I, far I'm not going to lie. Places. The fact that you gave Porcello and Waka, those were pretty good guesses there. I completely forgot. I wouldn't have even thought of them. I don't even think Porcello is on the team. Is he on a team? I don't think so. Waka has a job somewhere. Yeah, Waka's on the, the Rays. I saw him on Sunday. I saw somebody was complaining about him pitching for them. Yeah. Somebody I know in Tampa. Um, all right, so here's your last one. Your 2020 numbers were 239 average with five home runs. Okay. In 2021, so far, 281 average and six home runs. Already, I like to just point out that the six home runs lead the league at the moment. <laughs> I couldn't tell you right now. My brain, my brain is in such a pretzel. I would have never gotten this either, Danny. So don't this was this was it. the difficult one. This was the difficult one. The 
The answer to this one is Wilson Ramos. Oh. Good for him going to a place like Detroit and having six home runs. No, it's not good for him. He has six home runs. (laughs) I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, but how many guys has he thrown out at second? I bet you that number is zero. Even in the the good year he had two years ago, he had like 10 I don't mind him. I didn't hate him. I I was very disappointed by him last I year. Thought he was, I thought he was a disappointment coming to this. And he was an, I, he's the well, worst defensive well, catcher I've seen in my life. The first, yeah, the first year he was fine. Yeah. Now, speaking also of catchers, no as much as we don't want it, we don't like this guy, we do have to give credit where credit is due to Yadier Molina. Nope. Who, on April 14th, caught became the first player ever to catch 2,000 games for one team. Wow, that that's that's as much as you don't want to say of him. That's a pretty remarkable number. I mean, it isn't. It's impressive. <laughs> Considering so. how how many catchers have we watched have to move to first base as the years go by, right? And this guy was never even like a thought about changing positions. Nope. And you know nope. that if the Wilpons were still around, he would have been the chief option to bring to City Field this year. I I'm. <laughs> yeah, you can't say it's not because you know it's true. Speaking of the Wilpons. Rest in peace, Bertie Madoff. Rest in <laughs> peace, Bertie Madoff. I, listen, honestly, rest in peace and uh, sort of go fuck yourself. But that's about it. Listen, at the end of the day, the Wilpons ended up getting all the money back. <laughs> and then some. Yeah. By selling the team. Yeah, grand, grand scheme of things, yeah. After they almost fucked it up. After they almost. They almost built the whole thing. Speaking of almost screwing it up, congratulations to A-Rod for getting the next best thing in the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey, man, he just wanted to own any sort of team, and he got it. At least try and, like, what's the Tampa Bay Rays owner situation? The guy's from Florida. Buy the Rays, help build them a stadium, get a statue. The Panthers probably cost, like, he could buy the Panthers with his own money. They probably cost like three hundred million dollars. He could probably. Why would you do that? Because he wants a team. I don't know. He could probably get them and the Rays at a at a discounted price together. Yeah. Let's see. It's like a buy one get one free kind of thing in Tampa. <laughs> in Florida. In Florida, I'm sorry, you don't get the Lightning. They're actually good. <laughs> they, they actually can produce. So. So the Yankees, Tam- Yankees had a rough weekend. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so Florida. Tampa Bay Rays value in terms of a million dollars in twenty. Oh, here you go. Twenty has gone up, of course. You know, throughout the years, one million fifty-five thousand dollars. No, hundred million fifty-five. Right? Is this right? That's a weird thing. I think that's one billion you're talking about. The Tampa Bay Rays are owned by Stewart, who bought the franchise at two hundred million dollars in two thousand and four. Oh, yeah. it's one point zero five five billion. Yeah, sorry. One yeah. chart shows millions, and the other one shows the other thing. The Florida Panthers are currently valued at two hundred and ninety-five million dollars. That's almost the contract he got in Texas. So yeah. So yeah, buy the Panthers. If you buy the Rays, right, or even become a partnership in the Rays, right, 
get like 30 to 40 percent and be like hey let's put the rest of our money together and build a new stadium for this team well that's the other thing is it the same group like i think i think it's different people who will the group no he's definitely with a different group because remember his last group was like the vitamin water guys dave portnoy yeah he had a strange group but the the t-wolves i think it was more of just him and some and his like business partner were just like oh they have no value let's buy them mark lore and how much did he buy them for i think it said 1.5 billion yeah yeah, this other guy is an entrepreneur, president, and CEO of Walmart USA. Okay, well, oh, so <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> so also, is Jay let's involved? get to the point of where Anthony Edwards has no, had no idea who where who he was. That's that just hurts how baseball is. It's like, ugh. it really, it really is terrible. Like you're supposed to be the most marketable person. Or one of the most marketable people. Wait. Who didn't know who he was? Anthony Edwards, the first pick of the NBA draft last year. That they took. Yeah. They didn't yeah, know. They, they asked him, what do you think about Alex Rodriguez buying the team? And he said, who's that? Okay. So that they're off to a great start. Yeah, wonderful <laughs> start. And is J Lo like a part of this, or are they officially? Well, done? I, I, they didn't say. So basically, the rumor came out they were done, but then she said they aren't. But I don't think she's involved in this. I mean, would she want to? Why would she want to be? Because it's—I mean—they're going to make money off this. It's a basketball team. It's—it's going up in value. Is it? They could. I mean, yeah. Every basketball team goes up in value, even if it's the Timberwolves. <laughs> even if it's the Timberwolves. I mean, he bought them. The, it, it's the Timberwolves, right? They're in Minnesota. They haven't won anything in forever, and they sold for only a billion dollars less than the Mets sold for. Like, it's just more valuable. Basketball is a more valuable thing. That's insane. Well, I guess that one contract they have. Wow, whatever. It is what it is, but that's good for him. He got what he wanted. He's the sports owner. Yeah, have fun. Because, you know, he has to follow everything Jeter does. He's going to do all his whatever media stuff he said he was going to do with the Mets and concerts and whatever in Minnesota. Enjoy. Have a good time. It's going to be cold. Bring a coat. Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect me, you enjoy yourself, sir. You know what? I would have been okay if he bought the Knicks just to get rid of James Dolan. Absolutely not. I don't know. That's That's like a double-edged sword. Danny. It's a double-edged sword. A-Rod sucks. I mean, A-Rod does suck, but I think... At least he's like... Business-wise, A-Rod's a smart person. Yeah, but he sucks. It'll be like the New York A-Rods. I'm okay with that. It's better than James Dolan. Yeah. They both suck. I mean, honestly, James Dolan, like, there has to be laws against being that bad of an owner, right? We, yeah, we looked into that, remember? 
then we finally got this guy Steve Cohen to buy the worst yeah, owners ever out. You think Steve Cohen wants to buy the Knicks? That that'd be great. It would um, help. All the colors are the same. Yeah. So, first place. Are we over? It's April, Vin. We do this. We do this every year. Yeah, we do this every year. Um, it's not nothing to really get excited for. Both games in the doubleheader on Tuesday night were good, quote unquote, twenty twenty one baseball games. Um, so I don't know. I'm not gonna get too excited, but they they did play pretty well last night. Finally, getting the timely hits. I really think it boils down to them actually playing because up until yesterday we were probably still the team with the least amount of games because of all the rainouts and the Nats uh, COVID breakout. So yeah, so I guess they're finally get the, getting the group of playing. Um, we all know how Sunday was really dumb and stupid to play them going on on the field for seven pitches and then suspending it. But I, it's... It's dumb. That was dumb. It, do, it doesn't make sense, but also it's like, I don't know. I didn't know that it was a new rule until this, like, until yesterday. Like, as they start a game, no matter what, they suspended if it's if there's rain now. Instead of just canceling it like they used to. It's a, that's a COVID thing, apparently. So oh, that, that okay. game's going to be made up starting... Yes, there will be a guy on first on, or round second, whatever he ended up on, and one out when that game is played next time. And, and it is a nine-inning game. It's a nine-inning game. But the next game following that will be seven. What do you guys? What are your thoughts on this? I heard Evan Roberts going nuts on this last week, right? Last year, and I understood it, right? Due to COVID, right? They decided. Right. Double headers will be seven innings, so that way they can they can try and limit the amount of time the players are at the ballpark. Okay, I mm-hmm. get that. Okay, so now the Mets and Nationals missed the first three games of the season, in which are going to made up be made up two of them in two different day night single emission double headers. Okay, first off. Right now it's in Washington. So, of course, we're not going to care. But Evan Roberts brought up the point that both of those games, because it's, quote unquote, a doubleheader, are going to be seven innings. Right. So, ideally, you're going to have a fan pay for a full price for a ticket to go into a ballpark, but only technically go for seven innings, leave and not be eligible to come back for the second game unless they purchase another ticket to go to it. I. I but, don't feel bad because you know what you're getting yourself into. Right, but you're why going would to the you game charge you know full it's... price? And also, you're trying to limit the amount of time the players are in the ballpark due to safety precautions for COVID last year, right? Right. So now you're going to tell me those players have to stay in this building from, let's say, 10 a.m. until whenever the second game ends. That's what, they're not going to go back to the hotel for right, two right. hours in between. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't it, really care. Now, now the if the Major League Baseball came out and makes a statement and says, the reason we did it this way is because we are going to make both of these games nine innings, and also we have 
we feel that come August, whenever they're going to be, which is, I think, when they are, right? August and, like, September or, or like, July, whatever it is. They feel COVID would have more – there'll be lesser because a lot more vaccinations would have been given out. If they so made that statement, that's fine. Make that one statement. of them is in June. Okay. On June nineteenth, and the games are at one oh five and six oh five, so it's basically it's almost the same thing. Because I know it's like there are double like two admissions, but you're there at one. It's a nine inning game, so it's going to be done like four four ten. You go in for an hour instead of a half hour, and you come back out, and the game's and you're you're warming up, and the game's starting. Right. And then the other the other one is in September, and it's also the same thing. Um, one oh five and six oh five, and then the other one of the other games is added, I think, onto another day of the week. They have a, a Monday, a four game. This is technically a five game series in September, so I think that's where they put it, but I'm not sure. They could put it on off day and I, and I didn't see it. Right. I don't know. I'm... But, like, it's the same thing with the suspended game. Because that game yeah. starts at 1 o'clock, and then the regular game is at 7. So that's going to be a split admission, technically doubleheader. Doubleheader. It is a doubleheader. Right. I don't know. I don't mind seven-inning doubleheaders. Like, I would just – I would keep them forever, personally. The double headers here, Danny. You and I've done a double. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> We've done the eighteen innings, upper deck Shea Stadium. No, it's garbage. <laughs> eighteen innings double header, Sunday in July, upper deck Shea Stadium game. <laughs> my my thing with the seven inning double header is, I don't know the math, so I could be completely way off on this, but it, it seems like. A lot of the times when the Mets play in the doubleheaders, like last year, I don't know the exact number, but it seems like they went into, quote-unquote, extra innings. So it was just like, what's the point? Just play out the nine innings, and I understand why with the COVID, but I don't know. I, I, hate, I hate the extra inning rule. I think it should – I heard uh, a couple people saying it, and I agree with them, and I actually thought of the idea as well. So I feel – somewhat validated like it should go to like the 11th inning 12th inning if you don't score a run then then you put the guy on second base and then whatever happens it happens it's it feels like college football um like i guess that's i haven't said that out loud but it feels like the best way to put it is college football and in hockey the shootout it's just like all right it's just you can go a long way with that as well because you're already going to have a guy in scoring position and more times than not, hopefully your team or your your team finds a way to score a run. So I don't know. It's hokey, you know. I, I, I here's my I here's my opinion saying. on the on the second baseman rule. If you're in a full nine inning game, okay, I'm I'm not against it starting in the 10th but if you're in a double header like the Mets and Phillies were yesterday you should play out those two innings like if those you go into extras play the seventh and eighth inning and the ninth inning out like you would a regular game and then do it you know 
I guess. Because you have the shorter game, so now you should just kind of like long eight the game, make it like a regular game, not really give the three innings. You know, if the Mets come up at the bottom of the seventh and hit, the first guy comes up and hits a home run, yeah, they win. But are the Mets showing Mike Pelfrey on us and why? I have absolutely phone. no idea. Apparently, they're talking to Mike Pelfrey. Yeah, why? Why is Mike Pelfrey being? I because mean, I like, oh, he's on the phone. Te- okay, isn't it? Yeah, he's on the phone. Hi, Mike. Um, <laughs> I random. Isn't it like the ten-year anniversary of the first game, or something? The past couple of days. It wouldn't be the anniversary. We're at, we're fifteen years already past that. No, this is fifteen it. years. You're talking about City Field. Yeah. Well, no, it's 12 years. 11 years. Oh, 12 11 years, years ago, yeah. yesterday. I thought you meant his first game. 12 years ago yesterday was the first game at City Field. Actually, 12. 12 years, because it was 09. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. See, I like, so as a person who isn't a huge college football fan, I'm not like a diehard college football fan, I enjoy college football over time because it's entertaining. It's like a shootout. Right, like, but it, like it. it it gets to the point of like, all right, let's like move them back to like, like the forty. You know, what I mean, sure. Like, right, and that's... like especially if you're like a well-oiled offense. Let's say like this year's Alabama faced off against two years ago LSU. It would, the game would be still going on. You right. know, <laughs> I don't think like the runner like, like this year's Rutgers Michigan game was like that and it was fun as hell because I didn't have a rooting interest in it but right. like it's like all right this is fun in the moment but lucky like looking back at it it's just like all right <laughs> that but was success I think the runner at second rule has that same effect like nobody's tuning into an extra innings to see oh no, no so it's like they're but... just trying to end games which right. I, I don't know well no one likes baseball now anyway. If you don't, if yeah. you, you're, there's no one like, oh, I'm finally getting into baseball, really. Unless, like, you teach a kid into, like, liking it. I, I don't really know anybody that's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting into baseball. It's just, I don't know. The, baseball needs to find a way to freshen up, and we've been saying that for years. But the whole Anthony Edwards thing, just, just like, bruises your ego it's not like he's mike no no offense mike pelfrey i see him on the phone right now uh, while watching that game recording it's not like a-rod was mike pelfrey like a-rod's around the world like he's dating j-lo he he you you know who he is you know what no, I mean? that's kind of anthony edwards fault i'm gonna blame him on that oh yeah for sure but to a point it's just point to go show like he's an old uncultured swan Swine, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, this we we started this whole thing talking about just how the Mets are doing and doing, and Mike Pelfrey. I mean, obviously they're much. technically in first place. Yeah, really mean much, obviously, like we said, but I, I'm not gonna say I'm worried. I just would like them to get hits with running the scoring position a little more often. I think it's going to start coming. It's just, I feel bad for uh, McNeil. He's just been hitting ropes and not no hits are really showing for it until yesterday. He had that really. last year too. And he, that home run, yeah. He had that last year too where he struggled a little bit out of the gate because he, he's trying too hard. Right. And we know it. And like in the home opener, even Howie said it on, on the radio – 
he was like, expect McNeil to try and hit this one out of the park because, as we've known, he's been try he's always tried to do that. Like, no, Jeff, I would have, you know, yeah, I was excited he hit the home run, but you know, to tie the game in that game, but you know, he was also one of those guys when he first came up. It was, hey, Jeff McNeil's going to get on base a hundred times a year, right? And then he's going to be able to be pesky on the bases and get around and, you know. Right. Well, that's, I think he got a little, I don't know, home run happy, I guess. And that was also the juice ball season. So I don't know if how and much then, that. And also he, he found that groove when he, before he got hurt. Right. But it's also like, I, I look at him more like a guy. And it's funny, but... they, made, they made this comparison the other day that he looked like Ichiro like swinging the way he runs out of the box. And they always said about Ichiro that if he wanted to be a home run hitter, he could take his pitch and, and go for it. That's how kind of I wanted Jeff. Like that scenario in the, in that, in the th- ninth th- inning. I think with Jeff, I think with Jeff, like, I think he would be, if he was higher in the order, we're not going to get into it, but we've had the conversation in our chats. I think if he was batting higher, I think mentally he would be going back to the normal Jeff McNeil style of hitting opposed when he's batting sixth he's thinking oh I gotta get guys over hit bombs chicks dig the long ball kind of thing so possible I don't know I, I really think he should be batting third or pretty much second or third depending on where you want to put Lindor right I, and I, I do also peace. feel like you know like we're at that point where it is April so guys are just trying to get themselves hot and they're overthinking their swings. I mean, let me look at a guy like Michael Conforto, you know, right. going into the game time, he was bang 130. The best play he's had all season was he blatantly stuck his elbow in the middle of the plate. And like, yeah. this is what I don't get about baseball fans on Twitter and just baseball fans in general. It's just like, yeah, it's it sucks that if someone doesn't start the season in the hottest of forms, people freak out. But like, if you look at their baseball cards, Conforto's notorious. Nine out of ten times in a regular season, he starts off slow anyway, right? And then he finds a way to, excuse me, he finds a way to get it cooking, and then he'll go for like a two month tear, and everybody's gonna love him, and we're gonna want to extend him and do all the other things that we would love him to do and be a Met for a while for the rest of his career kind of talk. So I'm not, I'm not worried with Conforto. I think people are just freaking out because it's his contract year. And you know how that goes. It's he said, she said kind of thing. And then we have Boris as his agent and like people are freaking out and just let the guy play. He's going to bust out of it. And we're all going to, people are going to love him again. It's like, that clown Frank, uh, I can't stand him, Vin. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I can't either. like he, he, like like I know it's a bit. It has to be a bit sometimes. You, but... It has to be. Danny, he said Robert Gasman was going to blow ten games in a row. <laughs> Who in their right mind thinks any one pitcher is going to pitch ten games right. in a row? He and hasn't he, pitched once. Right. He hasn't even made an appearance yet. No, he um, hasn't come in a game. So he he he. I know it's a fact, but he he does absolutely drive me nuts, um, yeah. especially in April. Like it's like all right, it's the Mets. We're gonna we're gonna find ways to lose and win. And that was another funny thing because we didn't record since then. 
with the whole batting thing of him leaning into a pitch. I got a text from a friend that's a Met fan. He goes, I lost all my respect for Michael Conforto. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a little ridiculous because, like, how many times have the Mets ever got screwed with, like, not that particular situation, but have Mets-style ways of losing? And it's just like, I can't believe that just happened. I'm taking it. I'm running with it. Like, it always happens against the Mets. Always. And also, like, how many times do you hear, like, a pitcher's coming in, the guy's going to lean out of the way, and people are yelling, lean into it, lean into it, take it for the team. Like, I mean, I... And he and he and he wasn't gonna get the guy over anyway. That's how cold he is. So he he did the right thing. It's the umps' fault. The umps are always terrible, and they're starting the season off red hot as always. Uh, if Between we really, back... well, go ahead. No, no, like always... we're really saying that Michael Conforto is the first person to ever lean into a pitch. Right, like, get out of my face. Right. Derek Jeter leaned into pitches. Like everybody leans into a pitch, especially if they're ice cold and they they they're just dying to get on base are you kidding right. me so i'm i'm it's like how many times are we gonna say it for less i i'm sure we can go to a podcast five years ago of oh jacob de grom looked really good he looked awesome as always and the mets don't find a way to win a game um he he threw one pitch and it wasn't even bad it was a 100 mile per hour fastball and uh jazz took it Took it deep, and then of course our offense doesn't pick them up. So that's the most frustrating thing of being a Met fan right now, honestly. And it's been that way for as long as Degrom's been on the team. Basically, it's like just for whatever reason they can't score for Jake, and it's annoying. And that's like one of the few things, like nightly basis, I guess bullpens blowing it. Or a Jake DeGrom blown game. It's just one of those, like, it's inexcusable, you know I mean? At this point, it's been X amount of years, and it's the same crap every year. And, like, I don't mean it, because I want Jake to still be on the Mets, but if he was to not come back next year, I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I was looking, I, I'm just looking at his stats now. He won 15 games in 2017. That was a bad team, and he right. had a three-and-a-half ERA. He had his worst season. Right. So, like, he got some help that year. And the years before, he won, I would think, roughly. Like, he won 14 games in 2015. That's right. probably what he should have won. I, it's getting to the point where, like, one, I, obviously, I, I'm, I agree with you. I wouldn't blame him if he exercised his option and left. And two, it's like, I have to stop believing that him pitching good has any outcome on the end of the game. And it sounds so bizarre, but, like, this isn't – this is, like, what we said at the end of the day, Danny. It's an entire season of starts that they've blown right. for him. And right. it, he should be 31-0. and 0. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had that conversation. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Even if it, even if you factor in a normal amount of blown games, he should be 26-0. and 0. And it's just – it's – there, like, there is something like there, there's going to be a study done on this at some point, and somebody is going to figure out that like everybody hates him for some reason. And I, who's that clown that wrote that article last week that uh, he actually got some sort of run support? I I didn't even get it at the time of day because I it was just comical about like <laughs> I, I saw it on Twitter and I'm like no I'll, I'm not I'm not gonna 
being a fistful full of rage and just hate read this article about him. I oh, Reducci. It was Reducci. Oh, it was Reducci. See, it's just like... like mm. It's just like, come on. If you're watching the games like we are and not like... Like with the eyeball test, it's the same crap every week. And like... He's gonna get his he's gonna get his wins and it's it's gonna be fine, but back to back starts, it's just same old, same old when DeGrom's on the mound and it's just I mean it's definitely I, I don't a know. top five feeling of anger, like right. me watching sports. I I <laughs> didn't read the article because like I said, I'm I'm with you. I didn't want to give it the time of day. Right. I did see some like, you know, people screenshotting the thing or whatever. Right. I mean I figured it out. In two games last year in September, in two his his first two starts in September, they beat the Phillies fourteen to one and the Blue Jays eighteen to one. That's right. all the runs right there. Probably. Two starts. Um, Probably. I mean, if you're looking back at last season, I the the complete honest is he didn't get like it wasn't that bad. Like they blew a game against Boston. His his second start, he went he gave uh, two runs in six innings. They won the rest of his starts, but he doesn't get the win. That's the thing. Right. Then he lost the game in Miami where he gave up four runs. It's kind of on him. And then his last two starts, he gave up two runs in seven innings. That's on them. And he gave up three runs in five innings. That's, I mean, that's not great for him. Obviously, if I went back to 2019, you'd see them all. But I, it's, 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 it's the most frustrating thing to where, obviously, if we say the words, like, if we're acknowledging the fact that he could leave, and if we're even putting that out in the atmosphere, we know how frustrated we are. Oh, for sure. We've been saying it for years. But the Mets don't deserve him. Nope. But I guess we'll see. Now, there's plenty of season left. It's like it's just that, like, of course, it has to be his first two starts. Right. And it's just like, oh, just can we just not do this again? <laughs> like I had so much faith in this lineup because I really, I mean James McCann's the only guy who hasn't really hit, and I'm like, well, he just got worried. a base hit now. I know so. he just got a hit, but it was like he hasn't hit, and his his the back of his baseball card thing is like a little sketchy. Like he only really had one good half season, so I'm yeah. not like, and then he dropped a ball, he dropped a pitch that led to the run that made them had to win the game with two runs in extra innings yesterday. Right. I know it's a confusing sentence. So, like, he's the only guy I'm slightly worried about. But, like, everybody else, even Luis Guillorme's hitting, like, hits now. I, the other seven guys, I'm, I don't worry about even though Conforto's slumping or Lindor's slumping or whatever, Pete's slumping. Right. They'll figure right. it out. I'm not really worried about it. But right. it just, they all slumped for the same three-day period and everybody freaked out. Well, right. and uh, Alonzo <laughs> said it. Alonzo said it. He even, he even was like, I hit a rope down the line that's a double 99% of the time, but the the, the third right. baseman just leaped up and grabbed it. What am I supposed to do there? Like, people can right. argue with me all they want. I hit a rope out of the box. Like, and that's all I'm up there to do is hit ropes out of the box. Exactly. Like, right. And, if, like, if, I, if, he makes a, if he makes a web gem, the guy makes a web gem. Like, right. Pete's and basically, like, that's the thing with you Pete. can kind of see, like, Pete getting frustrated with the New York, like, fan base. Oh, definitely. And like with Pete, I, I noticed this. Uh, I'm sure you guys can back it up with me. 
um, with Pete, he's not um, right now. He's not following the off-speed pitch where he would get murdered on last year. So, so far, so good with Pete. So, let's hopefully he keeps it up and he finds a little groove and he hits some bombs to the atmosphere. I, that one he missed in the bottom, uh, the top of the ninth against really? the uh, really? yeah, two week, last week. That was if it was a juice ball that was gone. But or in if it was in June or July, 100% gone. But I'm not worried with the Mets. I'm I'm really not. Pete um, is in the 99th percentile of all major leaguers in average exit velocity. Right. So I mean, probably judge him, Stanton. Probably, yeah. I mean, he hit a uh, ball Otani. 118 miles an hour. Two, well, that was two years ago. He hit Otani. a ball 114 miles an hour this year. I believe yeah, it. Tani's a beast. All right. So also before we Bronx. before we go to the Bronx, we got to give a um, a get well wish to, of course, Howie Rose, oh, yes. who's That's been cool. off for a couple of days. Um, the SMY booth was joking about him. He was taken off to work on his golf swing. Um, right. But really, Gary, you know, the two of them have such respect for each other and such love for each other because of you know they've if any if you could find two real suffering Met fans. Even though they were both around for '69 and '86, it's Gary and Howie. <laughs> right. So hey, the two of them together. I mean, I'm, Danny, I'm I remember. Good. I remember driving home from the Johan no hitter, listening to the two of them talking about it. It was just like incredible. Right. Um, but yeah, Howie's been taking some time off for for some health scares. So of course, shout shout out for best wishes to uh, him and his family. Uh, hopefully, whatever it is, everything goes well and speed recovery, and he's back in the booth real soon. I'm I'm gonna say this, and I I know I'm putting it out in the universe. If the Mets ever get to a World Series, the game obviously won't be on SNY because it's national television. They have to put Gary Cohen in the booth with him for well, the final. Fun fact: Gary Cohen did the Andy Chavez play. I know, yeah. and that was the one inning he was allowed to do, like apparently in that because that was also a national broadcast thing. But he was like, that was the one inning he was allowed to do. It was a weird they get, story. I think they remember. gave him a, a pl- uh, an inning in the postseason in 15 also. If I remember correctly, because they were there. Because they, the, they were the pre-game, post-game guys. The SNY booth. The... Them, and they're in a booth live at, if the Mets are, like, I don't know, going to win. Like, I don't know how you would do that. They have to be in the stadium. And then they'd have to just call the ninth inning. But, like, right. I need it. Yeah. That's the one thing about the like playoffs and like every other sport other than football, because football is the only one you don't have normal announcers only on radio. So it's just like they work all year long, and like you want them to make that call. I guess the only way it would be is if the Knicks win one with Mike Breen still working for ABC and ESPN, but that's wishful thinking, obviously. But that would be the only way. Like I, I, I'm just getting chills thinking about it. Like that, the biggest pipe dream ever, of the Knicks winning a championship and Mike order. Breams on the call. It's just, just thinking about that. Like that one. I need that one Knicks playoff bang. And I was just, oh, just thinking about it. Just. <clears throat> you know, it's crazy. So... We were talking a couple of weeks ago about the Phil Jackson and uh, and the mellow stuff that came out recently, and I saw a bunch of highlight like. Some like random Facebook video and it was like Carmelo Anthony highlights from 
being in the Knicks. Or it was like an anniversary of something. It was that game in, against Chicago on ABC. Right, Easter, yeah. When he hit the oh, three-pointer yeah, with, with like one second left and Breen's yeah. on the call. And then he hits That's the That's an all-time thing. And then in the, in the, in the, in the overtime one. Also, right. he hits the three. And if, it's interesting because I, I can't recall a moment Mike Breen has not used the word bang on a shot like that. And if you watch right. that, that overtime shot, he doesn't yell out bang. Yeah. He, he does. He, he didn't. Choose. He didn't use it. And I was like, huh, interesting. I always thought like my those all, big shots was always a bang. My all time favorite bang call was Lynn Sanity when he hit one to beat the, the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, his I remember that. In Canada. My favorite one. Is not well, the, my one. favorite Nick one, because all yeah. the other ones in the playoffs are obviously the Steph Curry one is. Oh yeah, one from all the Steph court. ones. The Steph doubles. one against the against the uh, the, the Thunder, I think. The Thunder the during the regular season. Bang. Yeah. Where he just pulled no, no timeout, just pulled up and just yeah. <laughs> launched it. Yeah. And you were just like, there was a, I think he, the one he did in with um. The shot Jokic hit to win the game. Right, like, that was a good this one. This past one was good. I love Mike Green. And then yeah. he also he did didn't he do the uh, the Damian Lillard also in the playoffs a couple of years ago? Yeah, the, the I'm sure yeah, I'm sure so. he did. Um, but yeah, he's he's just like he's one of the, you know, it's weird because like growing up, Marv Albert was the guy, right? Right. And and like the transition to Mike Green is just like. It's crazy to think that we were able to listen to both of them. Like mm-hmm. we're not the biggest basketball people, but like sure. when there's a big game on, we're 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 watching it, we're watching highlights, and we're listening for them. I, I think if the Knicks are good again, I think both of you will be more yeah. into it as well. I feel like closer to postseason time, I'm gonna start watching a little bit more. I've caught myself watching the end of games. Right. You know, I'll get the alert that they're that's a close game late in the game. I'll turn it on. Um, right. And of course, um, you know we mentioned Seth Curry, the, the uh, becoming the all-time leading scorer in Golden State Warriors history, passing Walt Chamberlain. Pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it's pretty wild, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's crazy because like when when you hear the name Walt Chamberlain, right? You know he scored a lot of points, but the only thing you really hear about is his hundred-point game. Right. What else do you really hear about? The funny when it, thing about that, I don't. We we don't even know if it's true or not. Right. There isn't one <laughs> highlight of that, and they like make it sound like it's in like the 1930s. It's like just the weirdest thing that there was no because physical... it was like a preseason game or something, wasn't it? Like a preseason game. Or I, I don't know that far into it, but there isn't any There's visual no evidence of it happening, and that's except the for him holding thing. the piece of paper. Right, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I could have put a hundred. You know, he may have scored ten points, and someone just mistakenly put a second zero in there. <laughs> it was like it was uh, in nineteen sixty-two, and somehow. So you're telling me we have the Mets' first ever spring training camp, but we don't have a video of. of... Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the because thing. nobody cared about basketball. They like tape right. delayed the finals until the like the eighties, basically. Kid is just gangster on TV right now with the arm crossed. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but okay. Um, so yeah, uh, the Yankees are a mess. 
they're they're in that slump that we were worried about with the Mets. Just a little bit more of it. It it's crazy that both teams have an ace pitcher and right. then a bunch of other puzzle pieces that they can't figure out. I mean, I hope we're ready to get blocked by Marcus Stroman for calling him a puzzle piece. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, lo- I, I like Stroman. You know, I, I just ho- I hope you know. I, I like Stroman, but... It doesn't matter that he's 5'8", Steven. It doesn't matter how tall he is. But, like, let's face it. That guy, it's like... We know he's going to have his great games, and we know he's going to have his, like, th- four and a third, 800 pitches games. Oh, yeah, that's definitely coming. So we know the type of guy is, and I like I just, having Strowman there. I just, it's just like I, behind. I don't get the hate on Strowman. I I don't know if it's mostly non-Met fans, but the Met fans that hate Strowman, I, I, I don't. I don't really hate get him. It. I no, just I'm not know talking about you. Like... I'm just talking about other people, and I'm I'm sure there is underlining reasons, but we're not going to get into it. And, and I was defending but... him the other day because. Of course, the media decided to take what he tweeted and change every single right, word. That was, he was that like, was, they were like blaming. He, so he tweeted out on Sunday when they started the game, like basically calling out Major League Baseball about safety and being like, you could have prevented this. We didn't right. have to take the field. So, right, right. of course, like ESPN. Take the field or not take the field. Right. But ESPN then turned it and said, Marcus Stroman mad with Mets for allowing games to begin. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, All these teams. He, it wasn't up he, to the Mets. Yes, it is. It, before yeah, the game started, it's the, the Mets. They had their own weather guy. That was their fault. That was the Mets' fault. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they pinned it exactly what he said. He just said – he didn't literally say those words, but it is what he said. He, he said, I don't know why the game started. And then the reason the game started is because it's the Mets' call, and they started the game. So like it, he is mad. The person he's mad at is the Mets. Maybe he's mad at the wrong person. That's his, on him. See, my problem with him is, I this is one. It's a stupid thing, but he very clearly searches his own name on Twitter, and I hate when oh, people. Oh, one hundred percent. You see it all the time. Right. So like I, that it annoys the hell out of me, and I get like, I don't. It's his brand or whatever, but like I saw him liked a couple of tweets this morning, and they were both positive, but they didn't tag him it just had his name in it and i'm just whatever he's his twitter uh personality is slightly annoying he's got to take a page out of pete's book and just get off of it but he's not because he's also a social a social justice guy which is great great yeah and he has his brand thing he does have he gets very defensive very quickly and then jumps to people think I'm short every three seconds. It, it, I'll be, it annoys me. I don't hate him, but it just annoys me. No, I get it. He, he, it's annoying every now and then. Uh, what's it, not I annoying don't... is that we sent the operative Jay Bruce to go to the Yankees and hit 118. It's You're right. Thing. Yeah, but we also but, have Dylan Batanzas, no, so ideally we, trade, we traded him for Dylan Batanzas, and how's that working out for us? That's right. true. So. And I got I got my one Sterling home run call, which was very lackluster. Shame on you, John. But what did he say? I I don't even remember. It was so bad. Was I was upset enough. about it. What? It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. You know, uh, it's, it's not like, good enough when you're when you don't even remember it. Yeah, 
I don't even remember. But I, I was like, I just want one John Sterling home run call from St- for for Bruce, and it was just like, I don't know. I don't even remember. It was it's a shame. But let's get let's talk about the real Yankees. It's just they're hitting into double plays. DJ LeMay was like oddly in an ice cold slump. Um, for his standards, it's just it's just ugly for the it's basically. The Yankees, other than Cole outings, they haven't been able to really have find that starting pitching that that we kind of hope for them to eventually have. And it's just like, oh boy, their bullpen might be blown by May. That's how much they're using them, unfortunately. Yeah. But, do but, they, and do they have pitching depth? Like, are there real. guys that are hurt that are just not out there? Like we have guys that are hurt. Like we have. We have well, they have Severino, and he's yes. kind of on the same path as Noah, like June. Okay, so June. Okay. Yeah, basically Sevy, and then everybody else is on. Well, I mean, on they, they have house. Clark Schmidt, I guess, right? Right. Who, which the, made the sense, does not there. want him here right now. And I don't know if is Devi pitching. Uh, yeah, he's he's in camp. He he didn't come up with the big team. I okay, think he, so they, they gave him the extended. Up. Right, but like Kluber's not really doing great. But, yeah, we don't we didn't expect that right away from him. So maybe yeah, there he is Tomlin. And Tyon had a brutal yeah, game last night. So uh, hopefully he figures it out as well. Jameson. Um, but yeah, this also goes back to the whole point of the whole switch the league, right? We could say the same thing about Lindor. Is he? Just like right. not getting that Lindor hit yet because he's still adjusting to being part of the National League for the first time. Same thing with Jamison Tallinn. Like, is he adjusting to American League life, you know? Hi, on. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever that um, is. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, yeah, I, I think he's – I think I, – no one really boils down to the Yankees suck in Tampa for whatever reason <laughs> they do. Yeah. They can, they do not know how to play the 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 stadium, and it's that. And for whatever reason, Tampa just plays out of their minds against the Yankees. And as CC brought it up, they had like a smaller pod of like questions the other day, and CC was like, "Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. It's early in the season. We always get our ass kicked in Tampa. Whatever we do, for whatever reason." We get fucked in Tampa. It doesn't matter when. Like, he goes, he flat out said, if there was a series in September that we need to make the playoffs and it's in Tampa, they're not winning that game. And I'm like, Jesus, tell us how you really feel. He's still pissed off because he was supposed to get that bonus that year and then he threw it to one guy on the Rays and and almost missed out on the bonus. The Yankees ended up giving him the bonus because the ump tossed him for hitting the guy, but... That's why he's and then maybe and then maybe them being in a single A spring training park the last series it had a like a little weird feeling to it. I don't know. So the Yankees, Yankees gonna be fine. It's just I wonder if they're gonna like move Toronto to Buffalo. Like maybe they just don't want the games there now because you know it's April and you don't want to be in Buffalo. Well, what's happening with um? The minor league season. When's that starting? I think like May. Okay. So I don't. I don't know. 
what? I don't think they're going to be able to go to Canada. No. So I, I don't know what their plan is. No, as long as they avoid Vancouver, they should be okay. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact sn snapshots now yikes are they playing today they haven't played in three years it feels like somebody <laughs> or they, i think they're starting to come back because they were I, supposed I, to I open we... sunday they announced that they weren't and there's been nothing since jt miller literally had this message and goes connect star says nhl created an unsafe environment by wanting the, the teams to play a compressed schedule. He says, I don't feel safe. You know what I have to say to that, JT Miller? Why did you play? You could have opted out. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have opted out. And I don't necessarily disagree with them because it's not. I I thought the whole that, that they were playing too many games in the first place, like it should have been. They were starting half the way through the season. So like they were the lockout. We're playing 48 games or we're playing 42 games. Like it seemed pretty simple to me. I, but I mean, no offense to them, but they're the only one that had this big of a breakout. Nobody else had the entire roster. Like the the Sabers missed some games, and the Bruins missed some games, and the Devils missed some games. I think the Stars had a problem at the beginning. Maybe he's got a point because I just named like five teams. That's like a quarter of the league. A fifth of the league had problems. I don't know. So the earliest they were going to open on Sunday, and then they made the announcement that they weren't happening. And they haven't updated it since. They're not finishing their season. I don't know what they're going to do with the games they were supposed to play against the bubble playoff teams in their division, like Montreal or Calgary or whatever, but they're not playing any more games. You have enough teams in that division where just play it out. It's like, like, what's their name's got the measles? They're out. Right. (laughs) Right. It's a mighty duck. Right. That team got the measles. All they had to do was finish above the team above the above the team with the measles. <laughs> right, correct. And they're in the playoffs. But then but they'd like, have to play the Hawks. But it's okay, because then they have to play the Hawks. So currently the space between fourth place and fifth place in that division is six points. But the Canadians have three less games than everybody else. I'm assuming they were going to play Vancouver in those games. But, like, if it comes down to the point where everybody else has played, everybody's played all their games outside of the Vancouver games, and whatever the difference is is less than the point total, then you just don't play the game. Can you – the way the way they could do it to make it up, right? Or point percentage, whatever. Point percentage, yes. Or if they're really that desperate, whatever's left the rest of the season, if there was a team that had an off night and a team that had to play – Vancouver have them play each other. See, um, they're not going to do that because, like, what if they play the like the Jets play the Flames because the Flames are trying to get into the playoffs. The Jets are ten points ahead of them, and then Pat not Patrick Line. I was going to say Patrick Line. Mark Shifley gets hurt, and they're like, "Well, now you're screwed." Yeah, so, like, but, but you're think... going to end up playing the same amount of games. That's the thing. You end up making up those games you're missing at this point, but not making up the ones you've missed already. I think I think we're just going by points percentage, and that's it. And what you played five more games, sorry. The league just... keeps saying that the Canucks are going to play the rest of their season. 
I, there's no chance they're making up the games. Because Maybe now it's just too many. up from where they left off, but there's no chance they're making up, like, a month's worth of games. Because apparently they put in, like, a week and a half. There's no way. Between what they considered playoffs, end of season and playoffs start. To give them that chance to make up games. So maybe come first week in May, they make the decision based on where everybody is. You know, okay, so these two teams are just out of it. They're going to play Vancouver three times during that time. You know, I don't know. They haven't played a game in three weeks. They haven't played since March 24th. They're not, that's like 10 games. They're not making up that many games. They haven't played since March 24th. Jesus. That's the last time they played a game. And the crazy thing about it is that, like, they had such an outbreak. What about that team they played on March 24th? How did they get nothing? Well, basically what they're saying was there was, like, an incubation period. Like, because they had a morning skate. I think it was a Saturday. They had a morning skate. And then... Everybody got it. Basically, at the morning, they all they all all just kind of like. But there's also like, if you're like you said, to the guy, to JT Miller, don't play. Like, there's gonna be plenty of guys on that team that just say, "I'm not coming back from this." Travis Hammondick's not playing any more games. That's 100. percent He opted out of the bubble. He's not playing any more games this season. Somebody else. There's probably other guys are gonna be like, "This isn't worth it." We just had the the worst of the variant. The whole roster had it. Some guys were on IV. I'm not coming back to play games. I'm sorry. I I don't see how they finish their season fully. They might, maybe they'll play some of the end games that they have left, but there's no way they're making up the other ones. That's a wild scenario. Listen, they'll figure it out. It is what it is. You said Vancouver's how many points out of the playoffs? Um, they are not even like close to the playoffs. They've like, sucked all year, so what's the difference? Maybe they wanted this time off to see if they could regroup because you know, didn't they win a playoff round in the bubble after a long break? Uh, Vancouver has thirty-five points. The Canadians have forty-five points, and they've only the Canadians have only played two more games than them because the Canadian Canadians also had an issue like a uh, month ago, I think. But yeah, there's no, they're not making playoffs. So we're blaming Canada. Got it. Well, I don't want to blame Canada, but <laughs> not saying we're blaming them on air. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> seems to me there's a problem up there. Um, see, and it's also going to come down to interesting. The Canucks did win a round last year, by the way. They beat I forgot who they beat, but they won a round. They like. And then Thatcher Demko, like, almost won another round. He gave up, like, one goal in three games or something, and somehow they lost. I don't know. Um, they got to the second round of the actual playoffs, so they won two rounds. Right, because they won the play-in round, and then they won the secondary, the first round. I round. believe, if I'm not mistaken, yes, they did. Now, to add to it, the key is going to be with Canada. Now, you don't have to worry about this in the first two rounds, of course, because you're staying within division. Sure. But what are they doing after that is the question. Because now you have a team that's going to win that playoff, those two playoff rounds in that division. Are they going to then move them to a city? 
they in have... the United States to have them play home games there? Are they going to leave them in Canada? Like, what would be the game plan there? Because, like, they said, like, so who was it? Was it Eric Stahl that got traded there from Buffalo? Yeah, traded right. from Buffalo to Montreal. And he had a quarantine. And they said it. They changed the rule that the player, if they, if any players were or athletes or anything like that across the border, it was a one-week quarantine. When the right. season started, it was a two-week quarantine, which you understood. Right mm-hmm. and like right before the trade deadline, they made it I, one week. Those are still the rules in Canada: two weeks. But the athletes, the NHL, got them to to lessen it to like or it's one, like seven days, and you get tested every day. Right, so that's fine, right? But you're not going to run a playoff series where you're going to play nope. one, two games with You're going to go play two games in a. Let's say the Islanders are ranked the higher seed, right, and they're playing Toronto. The Islanders aren't going to host them for two games and then have to wait a week to play two more games. No, so they're going to have to. You have Either. to put them in Buffalo. They're going to have to put them somewhere. or it, Put them in Buffalo. I, I don't really, no, they're not going to the playoffs. Well, with the playoffs, they're not having a bubble, right? I don't think – they're not doing a bubble early because the first two rounds you're playing your division. So They're, they're just looking to avoid the bubble because of the fan idea now. Now that you're right. like basically all state – all arenas are having fans and like even like the tri-state, like the Islanders Rangers, they're like – in talks of negotiating to get the number up in May to like from 10% to like 20 to 30 because well, so far everything's been good. The Mets are already at 20. So well, they they're outdoors. Able... You got to make, you got to realize I, Mets and Yankees are outdoors. So it is a little bit different. You could even get Mets and Yankees up more due to the fact that they're outdoors. Okay. Also, if you're testing every everybody, and I understand the tests aren't perfect, but shouldn't everybody be secured if you're testing everybody? Yes. Right. Like, isn't that a secure environment? If, if you're, if literally everybody walking in the door. Well, that's the thing. Are they fully? Well, that's each state is different. Oh. Also, so like in New Jersey, you can go to a sporting event. You don't need a rapid test. You don't need to be vaccinated. You can walk into that event. They take your temperature as long as you have good temperature, and you haven't been in close contact with anybody. You're in that building. So there is one. I went opening day. I went to opening day. Yeah. How how did that go? Um, it was interesting. Um, so seat wise, when you go, whatever seat you have, the seats that are sold are open. The other ones are like tie wrapped shut. Okay. But which is so, also at the Coliseum, by the way. But right. one of the things is the way they're tie wrapped. Is they're tie wrapped like I guess you would I would call it up and down. So you can just slide it to the side and the seat comes down. So it's, exa- it's exactly what I did. Like I just – I moved down because I had to take it separately from the two other people I went with. And I just went by them and moved the tie wrap over and sat down. And nobody – there was nobody checking anything. There's nobody checking tickets. But I, we were also in the 300 levels and I was in the Coca-Cola corner. But I didn't have – there was no ushers. The lower levels have ushers and stuff obviously like, like normal. But So at the anyway. – I'll see them it's very much the same way. The only difference was that, like, security was basically... So, the, the Islanders only sold upper bowl TV side. Okay? okay. So, behind the nets. So, anything that could be seen on TV. So, behind so the nets. Behind the benches, basically. Behind the nets, all the way around to the benches. Right. Okay. okay? And then, as for Gone. lower bowl, it's the whole lower thing. They have seats and the cardboard cutouts. Basically, all that was happening throughout the game... You had security walking around between, like, some of the rows that were, quote-unquote, emptied. Right. 
basically just looking up and down in each section, making sure your mask was on. And that was yeah, it. We had like I was in had, I was sitting with enough. I was sitting with the Blue and Orange Army. We were we had about eight of us at one point in one row, just basically sitting there chanting with the drum and the cowbell and everything and just mm-hmm. the guy looked at us, he saw we all had masks and he kept walking. So the other thing about the Mets and I don't I know the Islanders if you're going to get tested, they set you up with a test and it's through them and everything. The Mets, it's just you bring either a proof of vaccination or a, a, a you know, a proof of a rapid you test. You have to go the get vaccine. the rapid test. And it's interesting because a- I was talking to Lauren and she said that um, when she's been looking up rapid tests to go to the Met games, she went on Tuesday and noticed vans that had one of the rapid test company names on them in the parking lot. So she's wondering if maybe not this homestand, but the next homestand, they may offer rapid tests on site like the Coliseum does. So if you, I, I'm pretty sure her and I did this. I don't know if they're rapid tests, but they like they're offering you can make an appointment with them to get a test. I think it might, it's rapid tests. It might be the other one. But so the only issue. Well, she did the I, bio reference, didn't she? Or did you do that she one? She did. She did. But I'm saying like her and I looked to see. Before, if the Mets were doing anything like the Islanders, and there was like a link that you could set up a test, but they were all the appointments were all filled up, so we didn't try it. The only issue that we had, and it's not an issue like for me, but it's an issue on a security wise. They never checked anybody's IDs, so I walked in with a copy that had my name on it that said I was negative, but they didn't show my look at my driver's license. They didn't. There was no picture on the thing. Okay, I could have been anybody. So I could have walked in with your negative test. And they wouldn't know. Okay, so at the Coliseum, right, you only go through the main entrance, and there's two tents set up. The first one, you show them the the uh, the health pass, and they right. take okay. your temperature. That's the first right. tent. The second tent is where you show them your negative test with your driver's license. Right. The Mets had none of that. The Mets also said you were supposed to go in the only, the, the gate that your ticket is in and it was limited. But they our tickets were for the bullpen gate, we went in the left field gate like we always do, and there was not an issue. So I don't know if they're just being lax with it or it was opening day and they're still figuring things out. I don't know. But I felt that way at the Coliseum. I felt they were they did the thing straight through the thing, but throughout the building it seemed very relaxed. Like during warm ups you can see them kinda like you know, telling people they can't go here, they can't go there. But, like, you know how they have the ring now around the, the section? That, like, back ring if you walk into the lower sections? You could have yeah. stood there for warm-ups if you wanted to. They weren't good. They weren't telling anybody to move. You know, I noticed people standing there for a little bit. Um, I didn't know. Uh... They also sell a personal pan pizza for $18. So, that yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, the other thing was, I know... Uh, our, you know, our, like we said, our friend Lauren and Devin went to the Islander games. You went the other night, and the, they said the concessions are outside, and that's obviously because uh, yeah, we said it's a it's a closed arena. The Mets concessions only some like Shake Shack's open, but Blue Smoke isn't open. The 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 whole little ring with the fries and the tacos across the way that what? wasn't open. Oh, that's but then I know I was I was trying I was trying to go get fries and it wasn't open. But then like the there was there was a, a place, a burger place, like in left field, like where Keith's Burger was. Mm-hmm. All those little stands were closed. 
But and then there was like the basic ones are open with the with the whatever chicken fingers and hot dogs or whatever. There was right. another specialty one like the Pat Lafrida's steak. Mm-hmm. Like they moved it to a, like a, its own regular um, building concession, and that I like was open. How they, um, sorry, Ben. I like yeah, how they changed the Foxwoods Club to the Mike Piazza Club. Yes. I so saw. the other thing was we I got there late. I got there at like twelve thirty, so I didn't really walk around that much. But. Yes. I know. The concessions that were open were just the basic stuff. So I, I'm assuming that's the way, besides Shake Shack, that's kind of the way they're going. It makes sense. At least for now. At sure. least at this and, point. And Darren, uh, the Seven Line, even said it um, in a video They canceled because he, he canceled uh, May. They had a schedule with parentheses, with quotes, of course, you know, scheduled to go to Tampa with the team. But he spoke to them and he decided to make the cancellation because they... Basically, the same thing that he was told by the Mets, the season's basically on a month-by-month basis, where they're going right. to have, like, right now they're on a homestand. They're going to event, They're going on the road, what, I think, Sunday tomorrow. night? Tomorrow? Tomorrow they go to... Oh, after to- Friday. After tomorrow's, after tomorrow's game, they're going Yeah, they go to, to Colorado. Colorado. Okay, so they're going to be, like, away for a little bit. So now, that's basically about a week that they're going to have, where they get to sit down, evaluate see what they did, see what they can do, see what they can add. And part of that is like meeting with apparently like the Yankee reps and also like de Blasio and Como and trying to figure out if can they up the numbers. So basically it's going to be a month by month scenario. And I said by, and I was always confident of 4th of July time. I'm going to push that to probably mid-August, early August, maybe mid-August, you're looking at close to 50 to 75% at City Field. Yeah, they're, they're away for a week, and then they come back the, the weekend after. I could see it. I, I mean... I don't think and, you're going to... You may see come October, they're going to say you can f- sell out the place in October. But I don't see they, a they, scenario where during the season they let either of the ballparks sell out. I don't think so either. There was, um, you know, the... Goodell said it, but like also I think Fauci said it that like you could see NFL stadiums at full capacity this year, probably with still masks, but still full Listen, capacity. The New Jersey's stupid enough. Devin and I were on the phone the other day, and we we're like, New Jersey's stupid enough to let everybody in, and you know, not even care. <laughs> but even yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like you could go to a Devil game right now, and just walk into that building. Now the way they set up the Devil game is. You're, they only open the gate at they open the doors at five o'clock, but from five to six, only people with I think it's it's either even or odd section tickets are allowed to go in, and they only have one entrance that's open. And then at six o'clock is when they start letting the other sections in as well. But then, like Washington D.C., you can't do anything. I think they're still like they still don't have fans, so it's like I I, I don't know. Obviously, because it's state to state, everything's different. I think that's really the only place in the in the states that I know of that doesn't have fans. That's still li- not even allowing. I haven't heard. I mean, of course, we the Nationals haven't had a home game. I think, right? They did have home games against like as soon as after we left, they played the, the Braves at home. But they I don't know if they had. I, I I know at the beginning of this month, the Nat when when everybody got hockey fans, the Caps couldn't get fans at home because of the rules. But they were trying to get it. And then they had said the Nationals, like, for April, can't have fans. When everybody else came out and said, 
so they can have a certain amount of fans. The Nationals can't have any. So I don't know. So they had fans. What... They did? They did. The Nationals had fans. I'm looking at They played two games at home. Uh, but, 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 the first game, 4,801 people okay. at the first game. So that's probably 10%. And then the second game was no fans at the second game. It was a doubleheader. No, they played Tuesday. They played Tuesday the 7th with 4,000 fans. And then, like, if you look at the box score on the 7th, there were no fans in the crowd. But I'm waiting to see. A, I'm waiting to see a pitch on the highlights because that's where I noticed the fans, and I was able to. Right, maybe it was just an opening day thing. They allowed fans, and then because they had never did their World Series ceremony, they never got a chance to in front of people. It looks like there's people in the building, but it looks like they're like one for every like 700 seats in this building. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a Trey Turner home run. Let's see what. Let's see if Trey Turner's home run doesn't want to happen. It just it was so bad it just doesn't want to load. So never mind. The MLB app is super glitchy this year. It's awful. It's the worst. To to like and the watch highlights. Thing and stuff. now is the Odyssey app. You don't even need the app bad app. But like I only ever use it to watch highlights. Like oh, yeah, I'm, and like last home, week I want to watch the highlights right away, and right. they're like slow or the app crashes or. Right, know. yeah, I don't know what's I mean, on the here. Apple TV, like, last Friday, I watched Joe Musgrove's ninth Right, yes, yeah, same, and it worked same out here. Fine. I watched, like, West Coast games, but now, like, the main focal point was for uh, day games when I would be at work. Now I don't even need it, because Odyssey plays Mets and Yankee games now, which is awesome. Like, then that's the funny thing. Like, 880's uh, signal when I was driving home, like... It's brutal. So I was like, do I put Odyssey on just to like... I haven't had a problem with 880, so I usually do that during the day games. Like, I watched Jeff McNeil's highlight on on the app, and that was it. I didn't really... Other than that, I don't really use it for locals unless it's like a day game where I got to watch the highlight of something. Right. Uh, And I haven't missed the game yet, so I I like the 15-minute shortened games that you basically watch the whole game in 15 minutes, so... That's the big reason why I chip in and get it. Right, yeah, hundred percent. Um But yeah, I mean like like we said, you know, I still go I'll watch like random West Coast games at night. Oh yeah. Me when too. there's really nothing else on. Um like, you know, I'll just watch a West Coast game. Um I'll just watch that. Uh, speaking of watching, mind-blowing Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Marvel does it again. There's some, uh... Some... Um, there's some, like, crazy theories going out. And I will tell you, one of the theories I have, you're all caught up, right, Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One theory was Doctor Strange shows up because they said there's a special cameo coming up. Right? See, but I saw that the special cameo was a new person. Is it a new person though? That's the the, the report that I saw was from like the showrunner of the show that said like that they're introducing a new character to the MCU next week. I don't think like 
we people As in got this crazy. week or next week for the finale. This, this one. This. This. Week. Okay. I somebody my my theory is somebody who is in the Marvel universe, not somebody like well Mister Fantastic or whatever the Fantastic Four or an X Men person, but somebody who is from the Marvel universe is going to be the power broker. So, I, yeah, okay, so yeah. I read something today. That's my assumption. Just to kind of catch everybody up on the power broker. There's always been a rumor that the power broker. Um, let me make sure I get his name right so I don't mess this up. Uh, da, 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 da. Is in the comics is Mr. Frisk. Kingpin. Okay, so it's a Spider-Man villain. From so what they're thinking or is there's Daredevil. With, yeah. What a lot of people were thinking today, and I can see this, is this could be that chance of them bringing somebody from the Daredevil story into the Marvel Universe. That would make a lot of sense, because that's a character that would be in charge of some shady dealings. Exactly. So, And it would lead into, uh, obviously, far, no, far From Home, whatever the heck they're calling them. Right, because they're saying he like the rumor was always that Daredevil would be the lawyer for Spider-Man to help Spider-Man, him. right? But there, like, I know. I mean, I only know Spider-Man really from the movies and from the video right. game. And Fisk is a, a villain. Spider-Man guy. Yeah. I know he's more of a Daredevil villain, like in that movie. I, it's probably both. But in the yeah, in I mean, the movie, would, he was be... uh, who played him in the the Ben Affleck movie? Michael Clark Duncan, I think. Marco Clark Duncan, yeah, 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 and then um. Here, and he's the guy who makes the thing in uh, in Spider Verse too. That ca- I think that character is the one that like creates the dimension that's trying right. that brings everybody back. That right. is that is that is true. Um, but yeah, you guys have been I, I like the dynamic of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it's been really funny. They've been really funny together. Um, who would have thought Zemo is the most underrated character in the show? So good. That guy's great. so good. Um, how great was Clem? I don't know if Clem did it, but Clem tweeted it. They had Zemo dancing to uh, um, Edwin Diaz's um, oh, music. They? What? I didn't see that. That's great. I I, sh- I sent it to you too. I thought you I thought you were gonna did get you? a kick. Of- yeah, I definitely did. Danny, maybe you did. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Oh, you sent it on on Instagram, right? I sent it either on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was on Instagram. Now that I remember. Yeah, no, that that Zemo, like obviously you hate Zemo from all the like from the movies, and then they make Zemo seem to be like a very lovable character, but he's they're, a assassin. They're very, they're very good at that. Like with Loki, it's the same thing. Right. Like, they, he had the Loki. Guy. Yeah, he had the Loki treatment. And that's coming out soon too. That's in June, yes. Yeah. June, yeah. Oh, uh, that's gonna be so awesome. I love Loki. Yeah, I'm ex- I don't know if you watch the trailer. It looks. It, it looks, looks like I'm that's excited. gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, you know what's funny? I know two couples that have dogs, and they're both named Loki. It's really funny. Apparently, a popular dog name, and they're, they're they don't they don't even know each other, so yeah. it's not like, like a funny I, like ironic thing. I also know I know a third person has a dog named Loki, but yeah, it's just so I guess it is a common name. That's <laughs> a good dog name, though. Oh, definitely, but it, it is pretty funny. 
Yeah, I can. That's definitely a good one. That was definitely a good one. Um, all right, so there's only two episodes of that left, which stinks. But it's kind of funny because, and I saw this video again today. Um, after was it winters? No, Civil War came out, and like it was like a couple months after Civil War came out, they were all on like a media tour, and somebody was like. You know, we should, you should do some sort of movie with, with, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier road tripping together. And Kevin Fringe was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Like acting like he's never had the idea. <laughs> it's right, right. Right. It's funny. I did. I also, I saw that clip the other day too. So that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, there's definitely like four storylines that they're going to like, get into for the next two weeks and it's 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 gonna be exciting i'm especially the way telling you again the guy who's playing captain america says is like mumbling apparently around that chris evans is in the last episode i i really hope oh my god <laughs> everybody's face is gonna melt if that's the <sighs> but here's I, the like, thing here's the thing right full blown same melt. thing happened with wandavision we kept thinking hearing these rumors and thinking about all these rumors and how great yeah. these certain lines would be right. and then poof it's something else like i'm not like nope. the guy who was quicksilver ended up just being some random reuben or whatever from the city <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not i'm not getting any into any of that i'm just because I, the only thing I would like them to like at some point, it doesn't have to be in this show, but just tell me where he is or if he's actually dead. Because I, 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 I'm sure he's like officially passed away. But just well, what's going on with with old Steve? Yeah, we need to know. That's it. Give him, give him a call. Be like Steve. We need your advice. If they open this episode at his grave, I'm gonna cry. Because I, that's a thought that I had. Going for where they go and, like, apologize for... Or, like, there's just two of them go and, like, do we have to take the shield back from this guy or something? In, like, a oh, moment it's of... Well, that was where take... my Doctor Strange theory to, came in, like... where he kind of, like, comes in and, like, is like, um, you guys kind of screwed up the timeline with this, and, you know, he kind of, like, opens up a portal and there's them seeing how screwed up the world is because he gave up the shield, right, type of thing, and, like, they kind of well, be like, you I'm... better fix this, like, soon, like... Sure. Before I, I was just saying it more like a moment of reflection. Like they go to his gravesite and they're like, "We have to honor his legacy," kind of thing. Like I think it would be a good way to open an episode. But the other, the other person I was thinking was like, "How funny it would be if Samuel Jackson just pops up out of nowhere and be like, hey, what? That's the possible. Fuck too. Maybe Nick Fury's power broke. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like just pops up out of nowhere and he's just like." What in the hell did you guys do giving away that shield? Like, well, that would be it. him coming back from to Earth, right? I guess. Because he's technically... But then I don't know if that works. I don't know. We're doing it again, Vin. You're going down the WandaVision tunnel. Yeah, don't do it, Vin. I'm doing it. Because <laughs> the do end it. of You're WandaVision... You're going to get yourself upset. I know the end of WandaVision is oh, is they boy. tell her to go that she has to go see Nick Fury, so then he's technically still in space, so he can't be in. Because I didn't, nope. I didn't overthink it, and I didn't hate it. No, I, see, I didn't hate WandaVision. It's just I got, I got in my own head, and it's not the show's fault; it's my fault because of my love for The Office. And when they were gonna do an episode that was a mockumentary style, 
and then John Krasinski was going to be Mr. Fantastic. I got too excited. It's my own fault. <laughs> he did get we talked about it, and I was like, I'm I'm all in on this. And then after that, I was I was disappointed. But then I kind of threw that away, and like that episode where they went back through their whole, whole like her whole life, that was a great episode. And then the ending was like, whatever. <clears throat> anyway, I think we got our Marvel talk out for the night. We definitely got our Marvel talk out for the night. Are you guys pumped for Mortal Kombat? Eh? Absolutely not. I didn't even know they're. I forgot they were coming out with Mortal Kombat. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. I I am going to see Godzilla versus King Kong on Friday night. I'm yeah, excited. I still gotta do that. I watched that one. I told you, Vin. It was just one of those. I want to go see it in the theater, but I just pushed the button because I was so bored. I know. I'm going to the theater. I'm doing it. I want. I want. I definitely, definitely a good movie. It's it's one of those that's gotta be, gotta be with the movie theater experience. Right. Um. So uh, that's that one, and then the Fast and the Furious trailer. We're going outer space. Space. Jeez, oh, just give it a rest. Is this the first one Cena's in? I feel like he was in another one. Yeah. No, this is the first one Cena. Oh, so John Cena is in this? John oh, Cena geez. is Vin Diesel's brother. So they oh ha- my God. so they officially <laughs> they have officially announced that this is the second to last one. They oh. said they are ending it at 10 like I'm their plan fine. like Paul Walker always joked about like just wait until you see how much we rev up our wheelchairs at Fast and the Furious 900. Right? Like, he always joked about that. Like, they wanted to do the franchise. But they, like, Vin Diesel, the producers, they all were like, franchise ends at 10. See, the problem is after, right, so I think he passed away after 7. And then they did 8. And they had Hobbs. Right. Then they had Hobbs and Shaw. But the eight, the Rock. I don't think the Rock was in eight. No, he was. He was in eight. Yeah, he's. But been... I didn't. I didn't watch it. That was the first one I didn't see in theaters. And then I watched it on TV, and like, they threw a car at somebody. Like they threw an entire parking garage at somebody. And I was like, I'm in. I'm back. I'm back in. They threw an entire parking garage worth of cars at somebody. I I I can't not watch the movie. But I th- the Rock's not in these though. I think he's done with the. I think he's only. Go, I think he's only going to go do the other one, right? With, with Hobbs Jason and Shaw. Statham. Yeah. Well, he just started taping. They just started recording uh, Black Adam. How many times? I mean, he made this whole big stink that it was going to be a big reveal, and he just they just, it was just like a picture they had shown already three times. I don't know. What I feel like the Rock and a superhero movie is going to be more media than the world can handle. This is it. He's a superhero turned president, Finn. Oh, I mean, if you don't think he's actually going to run for president, listen, he's running for president. I, I don't see a scenario where he doesn't run eventually. I don't know if he's going to win. I don't know if people are going to because he's he'll, he's going to run on the Democratic card if he runs. Is he or is he going to run like independent? I don't know. Like Kanye style, it could. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, 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 I can't go through that again. I can't. 
Not that he would be as bad as the last guy, but I can't go through another, like, celebrity slash president. I can't do it. I I don't want to care about politics. I just want them to be boring. Right. And the rock would not be boring. So, I no thank you. I'm with you, Ben. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have to worry about it for what two and a half years till we hear Three. it. Is... Oh, yeah. yeah, basically. No, four, basically. Right? No, yeah, like three and a half. It's usually, well, you got to figure. Unless he croaks, Joe's gonna run again. Well, I don't. Or she's gonna run. Or That's she's just gonna she, run she, for the for the presidency, and Trump's already hmm. like, "I'm running." You don't have a choice. Hope. He doesn't run again. If he runs again, he there's no way he wins. It's impossible. Anyway, I'm not, nope, nope. We're not doing it. Not. We're not. We're not putting him through a through a, through that wormhole. Nope. This is just the end of the show. Wrap Make sure to check out the S and D podcast channel and all the great shows. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and of course now on Anchor, um, the new podcast app. Make sure you download that app. It's a really easy, simple to use app. Um, just like any other app, you can press play and go do whatever you need to do. Lock the phone and it keeps playing. Um, I know some apps, you know, stops playing the playing the shows. Um, I think there was a couple other ones that Anchor added us to that I forgot the names of already. Uh, but yes, download the Anchor app as soon as possible. Um, and of course, sndblog.com. Danny, what did you do yesterday? All right, so um, so yesterday I was on a uh, YouTube show or called Two Days Chilling Ago. With whenever Max. you listen to this, yeah, it's already out on YouTube. Uh, guy Max I met on Twitter, Max Webster. Um, pretty like he's been on the Jeff uh, Talking Giants Patreon chat, and he actually had Justin on a few weeks ago. So I hopped on the live chat during that episode, and he's like. Hey, would you like to come on? I was like, absolutely. I'll come on, try to promote the show, and uh, it's an hour long. Um, check it out on YouTube, and it, I'll I already retweeted it on the S and D podcast. Uh, maybe I'll do it again tomorrow. But I really had fun with Max. It was cool getting um, the the origin story of the S and D podcast out, and like um, how our sports love for sports got us to doing our show basically. So it was that and other good questions and talking about the giants and other fun stuff. I really had fun um, doing it. So thank you, Max, for having us on that. Um, I'm going to be sure to tweet it out and share it. And uh, I definitely had fun. So thanks again, Max. Sorry. I was looking at the fact that Zach Wheeler is at 107 pitches. Yeah, and the Mets babied uh, Peterson. Oh, well, he gave up the hit. He gave up the home run. Um, he pitched well. Get him out on the good note. They almost blew the game, though. They did almost <laughs> blow it. Your boy, Vincent. Uh, he's no longer my boy. I threw, that, I threw that jersey in a TGI Friday's dumpster. Yes, he did. You can't be any more done with somebody than that. I mean... The minute he left the team, he, you threw it up jersey in a dumpster, and then no, I threw it away when he was back. <laughs> I he blew a game that I fell asleep for, and I woke up and drove to the nearest dumpster, which was TGI Fridays, and threw it away. Uh, and thank you for not putting the dumpster on fire, and then you know us yeah. having to see you on the news, and then having to release a statement about 
we don't condone your your actions in putting dumpsters nope. on fires. <laughs> Saving us a lot of time and effort, Finn. Appreciate it. It's what you do. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Coming up soon, look out. We're going to have a uh, very special. Uh, we're going to raise some money doing an NFL draft preview show um, in a couple weeks. And also make sure you're following us on Instagram, SND Podcast. Uh, follow us along. We're going to do what we did last year where we do the uh, live videos, get the live reactions. Uh, we spoke to Devin. Uh, he is getting his second dose of the vaccine that day, so we will decide that day if he's going to join us for the Jets. Uh, we actually have a 49ers fan joining us this year. Danny and I, of course, will do the Giants, and we'll see if the Packers can keep Vin up or not. Worst case scenario is Danny and I jump on for the Packers this year. Right. And then, we'll oh yeah, and there's a second Jets pick also, so we'll figure right. that one out. If and then, and I'm I'm maybe posting food, more food this week on the Smoker Part Two this week. Nice, nice. All right. So, thank you all for listening. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your week. So what you Later. Go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the non-stop pop-up. I'm staying still. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart.